0: After breakfast, a car picks up Tito Manning and takes him to the station. Tito, Ami, and Angel head to Angel's dance class a few minutes later. Then Grace and I hop in the SUV with Tomas to spend the Saturday checking out Rizal Park and Intramuros, two of the major tourist attractions in downtown Manila. It'll be cool to learn a little bit of history while I'm here, although I'm more interested in the opportunity to talk to Grace alone. Welcome to Sacred Reading at Brandon High School, Season 4, The Patron Saints of Nothing. I am Mrs. Huff, and with me today is...
1: Mr. Thompson.
0: So today, I want to use Havrutha, which is where we ask a question of the text. I was reading, and uh, Jason meets Mia when Grace sort of ditches him for, his girl- for her girlfriend. And he's about to ice skate with Mia and make a fool of himself. But first, he says that he doesn't really want to go to college. And Mia asks him, if you're not excited about college, then why go? And he says, because it's what I'm supposed to do. She says, what if you don't? And he says, that's not even a possibility. I'll never find a job and my parents will disown me. So there's that. And then he says, all right, well, they won't disown me, but they'll be horribly disappointed. And she says, is that better than spending four years studying something you don't care about to get a job you don't really want for the rest of your life? And he says, easy for you to say. And then a little bit later, what if I don't have a clue what I want to do? She says, it takes time, I think. Follow your interests. Develop your strengths. Stay open to trying new things. She hesitates and then adds... Maybe you haven't developed a passion yet because you've spent your entire life doing what others wanted you to do. So my question is, is this cultural? Because I'm wondering about a lot of students that I've seen who are the children of immigrants that are first generation in America. And their parents worked so hard to get here, to get them opportunities. And it's like, no, no, you will go to college. You are our American dream. You can make it. And is that kind of what Jay is feeling? Or at least in some way. I know he has older siblings. I know his parents are successful and all of that. But I wonder if culturally there's some of that pressure on him as a first-generation American versus students who feel like they can go and study ancient Egyptian artifacts but not want to be an archaeologist or other things where they don't really have a career path laid out ahead of them they just really enjoy the study and Mia seems to have found her passion and seems to be embarking on a career that is dangerous but is a career uh, though very dangerous to her and she is here in the Philippines she's not her parents are not in the U.S. so I'm wondering if if we think that's cultural
1: I think it manifests culturally. It is. I think it is cultural. I'll just say yes. <laughs> I think it manifests in two ways. Because, you know, in the beginning, you remember Jay describes what his parents did and what they considered to be success. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were either a doctor or in the medical field or some other respectful line of work
0: yeah Tito Manning lists like four possible career options and, and when no, Jay gets there and that's it
1: that's it that's pretty much what you are successful to this family if you are in one of the following fields mm-hmm. and i think that is cultural i think his dad brings some of that i think there's pressure because his mom is is a doctor if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. Even his dad is kind of frowned upon Because he was a nurse If I'm not mistaken Versus being a doctor Being a doctor Right He's
0: a nurse instead of a doctor It's not enough
1: Right It's not enough And while he's in America And obviously there might be Some American expectations Placed upon him Mm -hmm. I can see where his dad May place some expectations On him in terms of the culture And what what will look like success To him
0: So Do we think that's fair to kids? And I wonder if Jay will, throughout the book, if he'll live up to his parents' expectations, if he'll find his own expectations, and if those will meet his parents' expectations, if this is in his head or not, I kind of wonder where we're going with this, with him. But I also wonder about our students. I grew up with um, a girl who was one of my very good friends. And her parents were from Taiwan and she was valedictorian of my high school class and you know got into UF on scholarships and went to Johns Hopkins for med school and she is a pediatric brain surgeon with three kids and no and a whole family and, and she is successful but I also remember in college when she kind of went a little wild for a while because it was the first chance she had to actually make some of her own choices that weren't controlled by her family from their expectations.
1: Yeah, I think it can be unfair. And as a father, you know, we, we obviously are in two different parts of our life right now where you're, you're oh, just starting. <laughs> you got a kid, but you, your kid is younger. So yes. she's going to be coming up. And, you know, we, we all want success for our kids. We want them to be we want them to be healthy we want them to be happy and we measure we often put our own measuring sticks on what that looks like and mm-hmm. I would be lying if I didn't say that there was part of me that wanted my son to go to college and four-year college and he always talked about going to UF cuz that's where his dad went to school but you know there came a point in our lives that we had to realize we had to allow him to develop his own path of success and what he wanted to do. And at one point, it, it was it was very ironic. I was visiting family in Miami for a funeral, and I got to talking to to the family, and uh, we, my wife and I just had a conversation about the the path that our son was taking, and he was probably a junior about that time, sophomore and junior. And my wife shared that, you know, she was a little apprehensive at first. My son wanted to do a trade. He wanted to do welding. He didn't want to go to a four-year college. And my wife overheard someone that was familiar with certain professions from welding to truck driving to diesel fuel to, you know, mm-hmm. he was just familiar with the range of those professions and in many cases he made it clear it's like we're we're pushing kids to go to a four years of college and they can be just as successful doing this this or this so you know and it's not to put college down everybody's not college made but so my wife kind of breathed a sigh of relief but I at that very moment I had that same conversation with the family members about that it just came up the subject came up and, and I was like you know what we feel good about that decision, and and one of my best friends, he was like his son wanted to go a certain path as after his high school years were ending, and his father was like, "I'll support you in ever whatever path you have or every path you want to take, but I need to see a plan." Yeah. And that's it. That's a fair plan, and I and that's what that you know. What is your plan to get there? Mm-hmm. You know, and and as parents, if we push that. Okay, I want to be, if I want to be a plumber, then what is your plan to get there? I want to go to the Air Force. What is your plan to get there? I want to go to college, but maybe my grades aren't there. So you got to think about your path to get there. What do you want to do? We need to support the path and not necessarily our passion.
0: Yeah. So I hear my husband tell my daughter all the time, kind of half jokingly, stem, stem, stem. Um, my husband loves sciences and is encouraging her to learn more in science, and and that's really fun. And at this age, at six, like that includes making you know volcanoes out of baking soda and vinegar, and and it's fun. I don't know that I would encourage her into education either, because I'm happy in this career and I've been doing this for Hillsborough County for 18 years, and I'm a graduate of Hillsborough County. I've lived here my whole life, but there's a lot of pressures and. I feel good as a media specialist, but I know that that's not the case for all of our teachers in this county. I know there are a lot of people worried right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where the future goes with that. So I, you know, she says like, mommy, I want to work with you in the library. And I right now just kind of smile and say, well, honey, if that's what you want, sure. Cause the next day she wants to work with animals and the next day she wants to build houses. But then I, I also, it's hard for me to hear so many kids who are like, yeah, you know, we go to, you you go, you do high school and then you go to college. And if you don't know what you want, you leave with so much debt and maybe not a good job opportunity. And can't we, instead of saying college is for everyone, say everyone deserves a chance of being successful. This pandemic has really kind of made me stop and think about what's important in life and you know, turning off my, my work email and phone at a certain point in the day and having a family dinner where I don't answer the phone because that's what's important. And I think that there are people who have a job that pays their bills rather than a career that is their devotion. And they're still very happy people who support their life and have a family they love. And I don't think anything's wrong with that.
1: Everybody has their niche and you decide what that niche is going to be i'm not going to be a hillsborough county employee all of my life yeah. at some point in time whether by choice or not by choice i'm gonna to have to walk away yeah. just like i had to walk away from palm beach just like i had to walk away from pinellas just like i had to walk away from leon county i'm not going to be a in a position an employee of a district or maybe a school all of my life so my hope is as i as i examine mm-hmm what I want to do going forward is what do I want you know what what am I feeling passionate about well, what would I like to do mm-hmm. you know explore some of those those things and and decide hey what do I want my father is a retired um, auto dealer
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, my dad
0: worked at a car dealership he was a finance manager
1: mm-hmm. and so you 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 know exactly what goes on in it and so my father was a, you know he was the the president of his dealership and You know, he wasn't. He came to a point in his life that he was like, you know, he's happy to be retired, and he's Mm -hmm. things didn't quite go as planned as he wanted them. But life has a way of making twists and turns. But he's still making decisions that make him happy, and that's he's always held that to me, man. Do what makes you happy. You've got to worry about what makes you happy.
0: And I think that's really. Maybe where we bring this back to Jay is that I don't know that he knows what will make him happy.
1: At eight, at, what is he, 17? Right. I mean, what made me happy at 17 wouldn't necessarily make me happy at my age now. Right. And while those times hold some fond memories for me, those are steps to to get me to where I am right now. And I developed. And just like Mia said... You got trial and error. You gotta try some stuff. You gotta think about some mm-hmm. things. And happiness is not always instantaneous. Right. It's something you strive for, you work for, and you look for. And just like you you just mentioned, sometimes you gotta, you know, what makes you happiest is turning off the phone,
0: being turning off
1: family. the laptop, being with your family. That's what means the most to you. And with that bright little girl that you have, (laughs) I can tell you those precious memories that anybody could ever have. I mean, I look back, my son is 21 years old now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my wife thinks it's cool that he still likes going fishing with his old man or that he likes going to a Miami Heat basketball game with his dad Mm -hmm. or to any other sports event with his father. And I think that's great, too. And I often look back and wish I could have the days of... Me taking him to a basketball game or taking him fishing for the first time. I recall the first time that I was gonna, I'd say, try to go without him. And oh my goodness, I broke his little heart. So I had to, I just couldn't do it. I said, get in the car, man, just get in the car. So <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I missed those moments. And those moments are gone now. So again, life is, you know, we, we have to look at what's in front of us and be happy about that and build towards that. And again, if colleges, if you want to go to college, that's great. If that's a, a you got a path, you know mm-hmm. what you want to do. I encourage that. And you know, just, like you said, let's not do our kids a disservice mm-hmm. by trying to fit give the them in a mold. Yeah, just basically pigeonhole them. You know, I, I used to think that you know going going to a junior college out of mm-hmm. your own town made no sense to me. It did not. It did not make a lick of sense to me. I was like, you can go to school at home and then go to a college that you wanted to. However, you want to experience, you know, I didn't take into consideration that kids just want to experience being away from home.
0: Well, and then there's things like, you know, I know Santa Fe that's right next to UF. There are plenty of kids who didn't get into UF who right. would go to Santa Fe because right. Santa Fe was good at getting ready to get into UF.
1: Exactly. They're close by, so they have that close-knit. They got that partnership, so going, going through. And I ran into one of our former students um, who is in Tallahassee, and I ran into him last semester, and he was like, I said, he's, I said, well, what you doing, man? He says, I'm in Tallahassee. I said, what are you doing? I'm going to TCC. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, and so what's your plan after that? I'm going to FAMU. I was like, and I actually smiled at that decision. He took his path. Mm-hmm. He decided what he wants to do. It's his opportunity to grow up and grow out and mm-hmm. be who he wants to be. And I encouraged that. And I've been encouraging kids, you know, that... It, Lot Let's t- look at
0: Irwin.
1: Yeah, look at <laughs> look look at different paths because what do these things have to offer? What do they have to offer? And um, matter of fact, I talked to a young man this morning who was like, "I'm going to Irwin and kind of looking at their their welding program. I want to weld." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, go take a look at HCC too, though. Mm-hmm. Don't they've got a nice program, a nice shop over there?" And so hopefully, I've been planting something in his head that mm-hmm. okay, he might get over there, I might want to try this, you know.
0: Yeah, when I was a reading teacher, my seniors who were still trying to pass the FCAT at that point in time, uh, I definitely had one of them who became a plumber Mm -hmm. and two of them who got jobs for FedEx. I think all three of them were certificate of completion. They never actually passed the FCAT, didn't didn't fully get there. They got real close. But they, they finished high school with a completion certificate and were able to right out of high school, make more money than I was making from FedEx and being a plumber with full benefits and full insurance, and they were happy, and you know, those those three boys, no matter what I tried to get them to read, they never liked reading, um, and they picked careers that they didn't have to read for, where they didn't have to go study a bunch more before they could do what they wanted, and I think it made them happy.
1: And that's, and that's what it comes down. Everybody has their skill set, and yeah. you know, I wish we had more options options like that yeah like teeth like you know you know
0: back in the day when i first started at brandon there were more options here Mm -hmm. we used to have cosmetology at this school and teachers could go get their hair cut for uh five or ten dollars on their conference period and let kids practice on them and get your nails done Mm -hmm. and kids would leave with their full certification and go work at salons in the mall and and eventually their own places and i followed a student for like six years uh, who i started seeing here uh, we had a nursing program at one point in time. We have our auto tech shop, so we had multiple besides ag and auto tech, which we still have. We used to have at least two other programs. Mm-hmm.
1: And, I, and I look at Brandon and the type of community it strikes me as is a very blue collar type of community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If I'm, you know, as, as long as I've lived here, I've been, I've lived in other areas. Well, I've been in other areas of Tampa, and they. There's a little like you go to Davis Island. That's a, probably a little <laughs> different of a community, or Harbor Island for that matter. You, it's what you, what what you find there. But it's, you know, preparing kids to for that next step, military. It's like you know we got we have quite a few kids that go to the military,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and again, whatever their their career path is, go do what you are passionate about, what's going to make you happy, what's going to get you to the next level, and next step, and. You Know, I think we need to be more about encouraging that and you know,
0: then trying to push everything
1: to to right and, and, and
0: debt and
1: exactly because it's like when kids come out of school, you know, now it's like it, it's going to take a lot for kids to survive.
0: I mean, I had scholarships and Florida prepaid and still came out with seventeen thousand dollars in debt so that I could get my master's degree. I got very fortunate. That my parents could help me as much as they did. That I got the scholarships as much as I did. And then that when I graduated from college, I did the thing that most people don't want to do. I actually went and lived at home for two years. Mm-hmm. And took the money I would have paid in rent and paid it to my student loans until it was paid off. And then I moved out. And I'm fortunate that my parents let me do that.
1: Exactly. That you're able to do that. Yeah. And it's like it, it
0: means that I can make a living in this career.
1: Exactly. So and you move forward. And I feel, like I said, I feel sorry. I've talked to other Colleagues, and when I hear their stories about loan debt, it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, yeah. you owe that much money, and that's almost as much as uh, my first house mortgage, and or that is as much as my first mm-hmm. house mortgage, and in some cases even more. Yeah. And okay, so how over time, it's like, how do those persons establish credit or being able to live, you know, move forward? And those those are the things, like you said, it's like, what's going to be best. For you to move through the path without breaking the bank,
0: it's a dream
1: deferred. It's yeah, it's a dream deferred, and they come. You know, Jay and Mia come from two different worlds, and like you said, she found her passion based upon where she lived, Mm -hmm. and he's not there. Not so much. He hasn't, but he has. It's ironic. He has to go back to
0: to figure out about himself,
1: right? To learn more about himself and to figure out, okay, now I need to really, you know. Mm -hmm. Reset. June didn't have the greatest life, but it seemed like June was doing what he was meant to do.
0: Yeah. All of his letters say that he was being his authentic self. I hope Jay can find that. Me too. I hope you guys are enjoying the book. Thank you so much for talking to me about it, Mr. Thompson. Not a problem. Uh, We'll open up discussion this week in Canvas for people who want to talk about their path and their future plans and who maybe want some help or resources, and I'll try to connect you with People who can give them to you, and Wanna email know you me think?
1: if you want to. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Thank you, guys.